Hey, it's J Mark Accento here, broadcasting to you from the end of the world. And happy anniversary to us, Tabletop for the End of the World. That is right, today, when this is being recorded, when this episode goes live, August 31st, 2020, is our two-year anniversary, and it has been a buckwild time. And what more appropriate than the post, the first episode of our second act right now for our two-year anniversary. We've made a lot of changes that you'll notice going into this, uh, some dynamic switches, costume changes, and... Most of all, we now have music that I taught myself how to make music in a month, which is actually why the episode is late. Um, but thank you all so much for your patience and for your support. It's a new act, which means that we will need names. If you would like to be named after an NPC, simply use the hashtag UnpluggedRising and tag us at TFUCast whenever you talk about the podcast on social media, Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, what have you. We also have our two-year anniversary live show coming up and some other new tidbits. I'll tell you all about it at the end of the episode, but no more delaying. Enjoy. Previously on Tabletop for the End of the World. There aren't any Robin broadcasts anymore. We're free. We found some sedative in the last raid, so I've been keeping Riley asleep. In the distance, Ugh. you can hear the cries of large animals and now you find yourself in this plane's true environment lying unconscious against a tree is a man with scars all over his face that's sir Locke, galvanius Locke. he should be dead he should be dead but he is just barely hanging on Thorin, you have to give him true love's kiss you've achieved a level of cruelty that i thought was frankly far outside the scope of your character Called itself Albin Sight. Where'd you hear that name from? This has been locked for forever now. Maybe they could also be used to help someone. Tell me how you have grown. I, I got the urge to go just gut something. What do you think, Angel? Should we let him go? Mm, that all depends. Liam, no! Liam! Go. I'm not leaving him. We need to go now. As you command. Now is time for Hammer. Good morning, consumers. This is your Pokovnik, Laurent, speaking to you now from new broadcast location. By orders of Ned Mordersheik, I have taken Robin's place, and she has been given all expense paid trip to Far East for vacation with allies. It is unfortunate, but Greening Assistant Elijah has been brutally gunned down by encroachers. So... Ned Morushik ordered me to be taking place of Robin for daily broadcast. First, I must be giving announcement to encroachers. If encroachers do not stand down, I have been granted power to initiate martial law. We will strike down all enemies of Potterblatt Corporation.
I am speaking to you. You know who you are. <sighs> Strucking, damn it, Lorong. I can't tell them about this. I don't want anyone to panic. Liam was my friend. He and the Chrysid didn't just save my life. They saved all of ours. Without them, and without the power of the Leviathan, we never would have taken down Robin's Tower. And without them, we wouldn't have safe haven here, in the Labyrinth. I know that the Chrysid don't have funerals like we do, but I would like to help celebrate Liam's life. I made this flower out of some metal for him, but I also thought we could honor him by doing what he, and you know, Chrissa, love most. Mitch? What's up, man? I want us to play. We don't have his body, but we can honor his memory. Oh, I... Well, if you're sure. Uh, we could take a minute. We don't have to start... No, no, let's do it. For Liam. And you know what? I've been working on some music for us, too, so uh, maybe it'll make it even more fun for the Chrissa. See, I need time to check in on Riley for you. You play. I will listen from the other room. You guys are sure? We are. Manny, you in? Well, I didn't know him that well, but yeah, I think it'd be nice. Let's play. All right. You guys find yourself in New Balderdash. The clearing in the middle of a forest with some palm trees surrounded by uh, a giant moving stone labyrinth. So wait, the labyrinth can move? Is it moving like a puzzle or like it actually has legs and is just walking away from us? It's an excellent question. What you've noticed in your time here, in the, in the few hours you spent here, is that there are stone walls surrounding you on all sides and no visible entrances or exits, but at seemingly random intervals, the walls shift. Sometimes they slide left or right, or up and down, sometimes multiple directions at once, but the... And then they freeze, and everybody claps their hands. Yes, and it's become very distracting for everyone in New Balderdash. I was kind of hoping it was just a giant castle on giant chicken legs. <laughs> it is a massive stone structure, much like the the bush maze that surrounded the old boulder dash before a random fire destroyed it. Completely unavoidable. Nobody knows what started it. I have exactly. no idea what you all are talking about. Thank you. Exactly. That's see. That's the kind of that's the kind of narrative we're weaving here. We just like honesty. You know, that's really important. As Torn and Vert sort of like look at each other, nod, and then look back like nothing happened. <laughs> <laughs> There's nothing to see here, move along. Twilight, Twilight in a rare moment of judgment just stares them down. Like, are you hacking serious? Maybe, maybe not. <laughs> what you guys have found is that these walls shift. And beyond the walls, you can occasionally see giant scaly creatures. Some of them with long necks, some of them with very sharp teeth. Uh, it's hard to get a full view of them because there's these constantly shifting walls all around you. And in the far distance, we hear the echo of, not the mama. Oh, crap. <laughs> All right, well, that oh. reference. Oh. <laughs> oh. <laughs> in the wake of all of this, uh, Ray comes up to you. Well, uh, 
How you guys holding up? Do we roll perception to see how we're holding up? Oh, I was just, I was, we were just talking the way people talk. <laughs> it's, here's the thing. Um, I was really hoping we could take advantage of that castle over there. But I guess not. But at least we got the dire sturges. So yeah, I think I think we're doing okay. I'm not really sure what we're supposed to do next. What, do you, what about you guys? Just sort of rubbing scaly chins, just like, hmm. Well, if um, it worked once, what if we burned our way through again? What do you think, Bert? I mean, what? Huh? Nothing, um, nothing. Well, it, it seems like we're kind of on the outer side of the maze. Um, What if we tried to, I don't know, find the edge? Find the edge could be pretty good. Maybe we find us a way off this damn plane. It'd be nice to get out of here, go back to our families and whatnot. We can finally test to see if this dimension is flat. I honestly, yeah, it's a, it's a good try. Personally, I just like to get as far away from that castle as possible. I spend way too much time in there as it is. Who's talking right now? Is that Mitch or a character? It's supposed to be. That's right. It's supposed to be right. Okay. It's supposed to be right. Uh, voice acting's hard. <laughs> Where's the brain? The brain is. Uh, I believe he's with you, Vert. I believe you said you were taking care of Alfonso. Yeah. Okay. So he's in your backpack, maybe sticky out of the top a little bit. Right. Oh, also, um, Twilight took some mud and some yellow things to make like a, a pasty ink and drew a face on the, the jar that the brain is in. Uh, okay. <laughs> yeah, just like a smiley face. I kind of thought you were going to say you took some mud and covered yourself just in case there's a predator out there. <laughs> <laughs> For heat sensory purposes. Yes, you've drawn a face on him. He says, Whoa, okay. And he's, and he's gone with it. Um, so Ray says, so if we're going to make it to the edge, we're going to have to prepare a little bit. Right now, we got pretty scant resources. We got these yellow things, uh, and we got a little bit of wood to make some houses, but we don't have much in the way of resources. Would you guys, uh, would you guys mind going out on a scouting mission? Uh, we can take a look around, I guess. Exactly. Uh, Feel free to take the diasturges with you, uh, just so you can get back here safely. It looks like, uh... Looks like you walk around here too much. Everything's going to get all shifty. You're going to get lost. These are some shifty looking trees. Yeah, that sounds like a good idea. You know, come to think of it. Hey, Torin, aren't you really good with like maps or something? What's that thing you always say? Give me a moment and I will remind you. <laughs> I am a wanderer. I have an excellent memory for maps, geography, and terrain. I can find food and fresh water for myself and five others each day, provided the resources are provided by the terrain. I just sort of am looking off to the sky, not looking at anybody in particular. And then I flex and go back to normal. <laughs> well, that was fun. Yeah. So I think I think we could do that. Wait, we officially leveled up. I don't remember if I actually did the dice rolling for my health. Oh, get on that, big dog. Yeah. You just did I? Quick. You're the tank. I have to hurt you. You're going to need hurting it's just, points. I'm at, was I already at 66 health points or... Am I, would I be accidentally doing double? I can't remember. Uh, no, you should have more than you should have more than that. Roll the roll. The okay, list. so and I roll a d twenty. How do I do this again? <laughs> roll a d ten plus your Constitution mod. I thought all this and time I think I get the tank. A few bonus because of my uh, Kevin. You are not toughness. the tank. No, no, I thought Twilight was the tank. <laughs> well, Twilight's only the tank because Twilight spends all their time in the front lines. I don't know what you're talking. I have never done that. I. I am a support role. <laughs> I am the most cautious of these. <laughs> I am the support, I said, as I climb onto a dire sturge and start flying off into the distance. <laughs> oh, hey, look, the sun is getting very close. 
<laughs> Actually, J. Mark, you go to find the Dire Sturgis, and you see Justin has taken up the cause of caring for them, being a sort of stable master. Him and his his youngest wife. No longer his wife. Uh, yeah, I was about to say, didn't we establish no like, that, that's his daughter now. Can, can we it's just, like... It's like, like adoptived. The, the point is, the Dire Sturges look terrible. They are lying on the ground in big black lumps with their wings covering their faces. Uh, Justin is trying to pull down palm tree leaves and cover them with it. And uh, he looks up at you guys, you approach, is like, uh, hey dudes, how you, how you holding up? Uh, we're good. What, what did you do to them? You had one job. Oh, I absolutely did not do this. Uh, it's dawned on us that dire sturges are basically giant bats, and they've never seen the sun before, and they do not like it. Mm. Oh. Yeah, so we're trying to shade them. Uh, their skin's kind of drying out, that's a concern. We're gonna need to get them some fresh water. Oh, well, I can do a, a little temporary fix here. Give me one second. And Twilight casts Darkness uh, where the Dire Sturges are. And you can hear through the darkness some of them, like, stand up and, like, or whatever noise they make. Didn't you say they, like, they make cooing noises? <laughs> I feel like you said that. Because <laughs> they have proboscises for mouths. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That definitely helps them. And he says, okay, well, that's a temporary fix. At least they feel a little better. But we're still going to have to get them something... Like some water. They don't seem to want to eat the yellow things. Man, I don't know what to do. Man, I just jumped in here because I couldn't be mayor. That is true. You should never be mayor. But neither should Guy Bucket. So Who called my name? Oh, God. <laughs> no one! Uh, you have summoned like me a... from the plains of hell. <laughs> he's, like a, he's like an evil genie. Yep. All right. Wanderer and survivor skills. Activate. Boom. And then I just walk into the woods. Suddenly, Torin Guest starts glowing. What's happening? What you see is that you seem to be surrounded on all sides of your encampment by solid stone wall. And it if you are waiting by the wall, it takes a long time, but eventually you do see the wall sort of shift down to about four feet high. You can finally jump it. Or, 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 or. And then Torn just kind of waves Vert over. All right, Vert. Mm -hmm. Use some of your wizardry. To weaken the wall, I'm going to take a running start and smash into it with my shield. That sounds like you. Twilight takes one of the, the long yellows and sits down and just starts eating it and watches this happen. You've seen me smash through much weaker things. Okay, I'm, I'm ready for it. How does, Vert, what is your plan to weaken the wall if you're going with Torin's plan? Uh... <laughs> just magic missile the shit out of one particular spot and then I'm going to smash into it. And then I'm going to finally use something I haven't used in forever. All I'm hearing right now is just pure discomfort. Are you hearing that? Is that from me? <laughs> no, from, from Kevin. He's just going, ah, um, ah. Um, I'm putting you in the spotlight, buddy. If this doesn't work, I blame Twilight. Oh, boy. I wasn't even involved. All right. You know what? Exactly. Fine. Um, Vert kind of looks up at... Torin scratches his head, scratches his chin, shrugs, and lets loose a magic missile at cool. the yeah. wall. Uh, roll damage. Also, I love that Torin's mad at Twilight. It's <laughs> like, th this is the evil that occurs when good men do nothing. <laughs> Walls get destroyed. 
Twilight Twilight looks at God and goes, "Not a man." Irrelevant. That's not what I was. It's about the the saying. It's, it's a, a quote. quote. Damn it. It's a damn quote. me. It's a quote. And then Twilight Twilight looks at God. Not a human either. It's not applicable to me. <laughs> All right, everyone, stop talking to gods that aren't Hercules right now. <laughs> Justin's like, "Oh no, Solinari, where are you?" <laughs> Hey Solinari, how you doing? Hey girl. <laughs> well, Solinari, you look so you look so resplendent in your sunshine robes. Well, Solinari, you're like such a babe. Well, Solinari, such a real babe. How would you look if you didn't have the? Never mind. No, no, no. Please finish that sentence. No, that's the Judeo-Christian god talking, right? Because <laughs> Hercules is just Keanu Reeves. He would just be like, "Excellent, babe." All right. How bad are you hurting my wall? Follow up this rock-solid goof, please. Twenty-one points. Yeah, you blast the wall completely away. Uh, with 21 points of damage, the, the stone wall falls away, and there is a rumble in the floor. And... Hmm. Six. Okay. Okay, there is a rumble in the... I, I'd say the floor, but you're clearly outside. There's sunlight and a big blue sky with not a cloud in it. And there's dirt all around. Suddenly... There's a small earthquake, and then it becomes freezing cold here. All of you take nine cold damage. Great. As suddenly the, the labyrinth around you just becomes mildly frozen over with a small layer of ice. It just instantly became bitterly cold. It lasts for, uh, the, the cold lasts for a moment. You can feel yourself kind of like frozen over. So right now you are at half of your movement. But the, but the way forward is clear. What? This was an educational experience, and then I fall asleep because I'm a cold-blooded lizard. <laughs> True? Oh, please make that cannon. Oh, you hibernate. Please make that cannon. Vert? Maybe he has to roll, like, constitution for it? Would dragons technically count as that? I would I would say a hundred percent it affects me if I was a lizard man. You are you are a dragonborn. You are magical in nature, not natural in nature. <laughs> Vert, what do you got? You were gonna say something? Uh Vert asks Alphonse, uh how stupid was that? Well, I mean, at least we can walk forward now, just you know, slower. Also, you know, I won't be walking. <laughs> Alfonso! Alfonso, let me in there. I need to cuddle with you for warmth. Okay. <laughs> First off, because you said his name correctly, he seems very grateful. And suddenly you find yourself in a very warm room, and you're just sitting there with an old man. It was got, you know, wisps oh. of gray hair going off in every which direction. Uh, and, and you see you're in this warm room, this warm wooden room, and in the middle of this warm wooden room is a pile of hot coals. And Alfonso raises a hand, and a glob of water appears above the hot coals, and it lands in it, and the room fills with steam. And he says... This is nice. Yeah, this is pretty neat. While outside of the illusion, Twilight's just still sitting in the same spot, tongue out, drooling, while Vert and Torn <laughs> are just snapping their fingers in front of their face. <laughs> Twilight is like, yeah, this is really nice. Um, did you have to put me in a towel, though? That was a little bit of a weird, that was a weird decision you made for me. Oh, well, it's okay. You don't have to wear a towel. I'm old school. No, it's, it's fine. I kind of dig it. Oh. So, um... But yeah, so can you, here's the thing. This is really cool. We can do like a mind over matter thing. Could you make us think we're warm so we could travel okay? Oh, for sure. 
And while he's doing that, I just want to say, in my headcanon, Twilight's definitely wearing this towel across the entire upper torso. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, as well. and most definitely. Twilight also, Twilight also has a towel on their head, and it's, like, wrapped up to look like a beehive. While Twilight's legs are splayed, and there's just a, like, question mark sensor bar over down there. <laughs> <laughs> the, just the word irrelevant. On the outside, in the outside world, Albin's side is there, like, why am I here? Why am I here? Here's what we're going to say. Vert and Torin, you guys make constitution saves, and Twilight can make a wisdom save. Alvin Side's like, where am I, and why do I believe I'm not wearing pants? <laughs> Ooh, I did terribly. Do I have wisdom? Nope. Oh, yeah, I do. Uh, that was a four. <laughs> oh. So 11 plus one, so 12. Does that do anything? 12 is a fail. Ooh, that's not good. Vert got 20. Oh, uh, Vert's fine. Okay. Vert, uh, you, uh, you kind of, like, crackle some electricity around yourself, and you, uh, you feel a little warmer now, and your movement is restored. I'm too short for this biting wind to get me. <laughs> That's how science works. But, uh, so Vert takes the lead as a <laughs> cold tauren and a cold twilight <laughs> march behind him. Uh, behind you in the, or in front of you, I should say. Or wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. Yeah. Something I like reminding you of. Aura of protection. Oh my god. <laughs> oh, yeah. So wait, so we, the creature gains a bonus to the saving throw equal to my charisma modifier. So plus three? That means nothing to me. <laughs> so add plus three. Well, no, it, it adds my charisma modifier. Well, it means nothing to you, but it adds a two, so I get 14 instead of just 12. Oh no, you still fail then. Ah, oh, dang it. And I got diddly. It doesn't matter. I'm just a, I'm just a freezing little little teeth. I really need to up my charisma for it to mean anything. It it's like the whole base stat around being a paladin. Well, don't worry. Your next your next uh chance to do that is level twelve. Level oh yeah, we're level seven. Oh no, level eight. Okay. So yeah, next level. It's like don't oh worry. yeah, that'll mean something in like three years. Don't worry, you can up you can up <laughs> that that there stat, buddy. Uh, regardless. So yeah, you are, uh, you're all a little bit slower as you march through, and that means that you arrive to somewhere a little bit later than you normally would have. Uh, as you are marching across this labyrinth, you can see it is elaborate. There are branching pathways every couple of feet. The stonework seems to shift and move constantly, and you can always see, just in the outskirts of your vision, these giant creatures poking their heads up and looking around. You can hear the screams of creatures off in the distance. Torn is using the greatsword to just make random chops in trees to mark where they've been. Mm-hmm. Ooh, smart. Do the trees react in any way? The trees do not. And yeah, these trees seem to just grow naturally. But you notice, though, when you strike a wall and you look back at it, it repairs itself. Um... As you strike the trees, though, the trees are still getting all scratched up and stuff. Oh, so there's more walls inside the jungle. It wasn't just separating us from the jungle? No, there's definitely jungle within the walls. I would. Also, everybody make a perception check. Why don't you make a perception check? So, hold on. Since I failed the wisdom save, what does that mean for me? Do I Am I rolling at disadvantage or, like, mechanically? No, it just mean, it means you're still cold. Okay. I think he just decided to give you a... Uh, different skill than constitution because you're not a tank yeah wisdom usually represents willpower saves in a lot of ways so if we were doing a mind over matter thing for you using the illusion to break out of it it made sense to me to use wisdom got you also i got a naughty 20 oh goody a synthetic 20. 20 
Yeah. So wait, and because I do have points in perception, that goes to my proficiency bonus. So, so yeah, 13 plus 3 plus 3, so 19. Vert got 16. Okay. Uh, Vert and Twilight, uh, you you hear some noises coming from a, a hallway right behind you, a hallway you just passed. You hear, like, the quick footsteps. You hear some sort of, like, clop-clop kind of footsteps and some, some light taps on the stone. And as you turn around, the a wall shoots up about five feet, closing off that hallway a little bit. So it's trying to keep us from going in the hallway. I don't know if it's. I don't know if there's an it that's trying to do anything. But you heard some footsteps. You heard it go down that hallway. No, I mean the wall is trying to keep us from going in the hallway, right? Uh, it's just kind of popped up. It's hard to say. It's hard to say if the living walls here have intention or if they're moving at random yet. So do we want to get into that hallway? No, no, no. Wait, wait. I've seen this. I've seen this. We have to walk backwards without looking at it, or else it'll cover its eyes. And Twilight starts like walking backwards. Towards where the hallway is. <laughs> yeah, you. Uh, Twilight starts walking backwards. They walk past the the sort of five foot section of wall surrounding you. By the way, are like thirty and forty and fifty foot sections of wall, creating the sort of like the general outline of this maze. But yeah, this little five foot section is just bloop, and you you walk backwards past it, and uh, nothing happens. But you can now see it, so that's a big advantage of you know when you look at stuff. Oh. Well, great. I accomplished nothing. Thank you. So I still have my idea of getting past the wall. Do we want to get into the the hallway? Well, let's do some re- We don't have to- We don't have to burst in, like, head first. Hold on. Mo, could you go look at it for me, please? Yeah, I got you. Let me go and check it out. And uh, Mo will fly up uh, above the wall to see what's on the other side. What is there to see? Uh, there is an awful lot to see, unfortunately, for Mo. Let's have Mo make a dexterity saving throw real quick. Oh no, Mo! Hold on, I gotta really quickly. I have to look at in the book for bird stats for a rave. Uh, let me see. Yeah, the rave stats. Do 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 do. Okay, raves. Oh, they have plus two to dex to dexterity, which is nice. Yeah. So okay, plus two dex. Ooh, ooh, ooh. That was only a six. Oh my. <laughs> oh, that's not very good yeah, at all. I'm. I am not doing well today. Oh no. With my rolls. Oh know. no. Oh no. So Mo goes to make a dex save, and you fail it. And Mo is going to take... Ooh, that was actually a fairly low roll. Uh, Mo is going to take 17 damage. Full beans. As soon as Mo flies up into the air, a massive scaled lizard-like creature snaps down, uh, jumps up from the wall, uh, and snaps its jaws shut on Mo and then pulls itself back down out of your sight. Does, I believe 17 damage poofs Mo. Yeah, Mo goes, hey, so this is Mm-hmm. So basically the jaws and snap on Mo and there's just a Yeah, and then smoke. the creature, the creature sort of slurps back out of sight. I think we can take it. But you do hear, you do hear a voice from the other side of that five foot wall go, ah! Hello? Who goes there? Nothing, nothing. Can I try to shout an intimidation of, Either speak now, or I'll bust through this wall and eat your lizard. <laughs> and you are going to hear a familiar voice say, say, uh, <laughs> Is that Jake? Is that you? And sure enough, Jake climbs up to the top of the five foot wall and he kind of waves at you a little sheepishly. <laughs> 
Jake! Oh, I'm so glad you guys are okay. Hold on. Um, let me make it so we can understand you. And I cast comprehend, or I cast comprehend languages on myself. Hades, rather. damn it, Jake! What are you doing here? And why did you kill the fake bird? You really think I did that, Brother Torin? I hear just. I would. I would never harm any of our allies. You know this. Well, answer me. Stop gibbering. <laughs> He would never do that, and he also says you're an asshole. Uh, and he holds up his arms like... It's <laughs> like, I believe you, Jake. And then I sort of swat Twilight. <laughs> <laughs> now then. And then I just hold Twilight like a telephone. Tell me what he's saying. Okay. Uh, Jake, why aren't you with New Balderdash? We we usurped Bucket, so like you you guys are welcome there now, and you guys can farm and do all the good stuff. We saw you guys leaving, and we were concerned that you would be in danger. We wanted to travel with you to make sure that you would be safe. Also, also the labyrinth still sucks, so why wouldn't we want to leave? Wait, who's we? Who's with you? Almost as though following a sense of comedic timing, the five foot wall slides left until it disappears into the next section of wall. Standing in front of you is Jake, who falls five feet, uh, but also Gearheart and Debilica, as well as Elliot the Mimic. Oh, it's my child and my best buddies! Hi! Ma hello, hello, parent. Twilight runs over and gives Elliot a hug and tries to, like, pick him up and hug them and realize they're too heavy, so just, like, goes down to their level and hugs them. Torn just flicks his Mimic helmet and is like, why don't you tell me the Mimic and them, and they followed us. Oh, I didn't know you were over here. What's up, everybody? Good to see y'all. You're supposed to be the eyes in the back of my head. Oh, that, that's a valid point. I'm gonna stop napping. Do you need me for something? Just keep an eye out. There are creatures around. Yeah, copy that. And so from now on, Chester will be the eyes in the back of your head to keep things from sneaking up on you. That's what happens when you make living things your helmets. Huh. So, and, and you guys can see two eyes, two red, like, beady eyes pop up on the back of Torin's helmet. Oh, that means that he's going to be staring at uh, Vert for quite a, a lot of things. Hey, Vert, I can see you. Oh, gosh. So, yeah, you can see a, a party has joined you. Debilica, could I get, like, a cute-looking outfit? Like, I'm thinking, like, real short khakis and, like, a khaki top and, like, a, a, a bucket hat almost. Could you do that for me? Really? I thought Twilight would be into the gene everything look. I'm trying I'm trying to fit the theme here of a uh, jungle safari, I guess. Debilica is like, "Oh, absolutely best buddy. I do need to clarify when you said bucket though." <laughs> Not Mayor Bucket's bucket. Kind of like like a like it's like a hard hat but like all jungle themed, I guess. You see, that's what it's I figured, but I wanted to be extra sure. And she claps her No, I appreciate she it. She claps your hands and he claps her hands. She claps your hands. She grabs your hands what? and she what? claps them. Uh, and you feel the magic rush through you as your outfit changes into from a uh, stylish purple kimono to an all tan safari outfit with real short shorts. Oh, yeah. oh. I'm still wearing and Oh, I'm still honestly, those they're heels. basically triangular. Awesome. Just real short uh, shorts. Oh yeah, yeah. Care for that? And a little, and a little tail hole. You guys should dress up too. Come on, we're we're having a new adventure, and you smell bad. Debelica, Twilight's like eyeing Torin. Debelica holds out her hands for a costume change. Waka waka. In the style of the tradition of Hercules, and then I just describe basically the plate mail transforms. There's pauldrons 
on the one shoulder that the strap goes over and the rest is just metal. And then it's just breezy under there because it's a toga. Uh, 100%, but you have to know, in order to do this, Debilica picks up your hands at the wrists and claps them together. I growl while she does it. <laughs> but now your armor has been changed into a plate mail toga. Ah, yes. Now the nether regions can feel the, well, the humid jungle breeze. Not much of a breeze, really. You have legs for days. I'm very impressed. Then the quads flex and su- small craters form around my feet. Twilight br- blushes. <laughs> Debilica looks at Vert and says, Vert, honey, are you also tired of covering your legs? This seems to be the theme we're establishing. Um, <laughs> yeah, I guess something that would sort of open up the, the, the breeze down there would be kind of nice. A hat wouldn't be bad either. Can I make a comedy suggestion? Yeah. It's just the Sean Connery Zardoz outfit. <gasps> no. Oh, I was going to give... Okay, well, hold on. <laughs> hold on. I have something. Hold on, He's like, I had an idea, now. but it's bad now. <laughs> I have something for this, but damn it, that was a good idea. <laughs> Manny, I want you to know that's a great freaking idea. You bastard. But, um, yeah, she, uh, Debilica holds out her hands, and uh, she says, well... Vert? Verticus? Oh dear. Verticalis? Yeah. Come on, baby boy, give me your hands. Uh, fine. She snatches your hands at the wrist and she claps them together, and now Vert's wearing a kilt. <laughs> <laughs> what about, is it just the kilt? What's his top, what, what are you rocking on the top Probably there, the same shirt that I, the ink stained shirt that I've been wearing, because it's the best thing, quite frankly, for him. Frilly ink stained shirt and a kilt. And at last, we are complete. Meech, can we talk? Uh, <laughs> uh yeah, uh, we're kind of in the middle of the game, but, uh... It's okay. We can finish after. Take your time. All right. <laughs> Thanks, Kevin. Uh, I'll be right back, guys. <sighs> so, what's up? I am worried about staying in the labyrinth. The Krissa have been very kind to us, but their food is not... edible to us. And... We don't have enough people to raid another supply post. You phrase the food thing about as nice as you could. Um, okay, yeah, what are you thinking? I thought I would ask for your guidance. I am considering moving us to the outside of the city, possibly. We definitely should not stay here, though, because of our proximity to the forge. I think Larong may be setting up base there. That's a good point. Um, well, what about the farmer's market? I do not think that would be wise. You have heard the rumors? Oh yeah, that the, the plants, they mutate and they eat people, but it's gotta be an exaggeration, right? I mean, just hyperbole meant to scare people away. We need to consider all of the factors. The farmer's market was full of lush greenery and readily available food once. It would have resources for us. I just like plants of unusual size? I don't think they exist. I am understanding, but is it truly necessary for me to... Duh. I will continue broadcast as you order. Hello, consumers. I was hoping that I was done speaking to you, but am first needing to mention sponsors of broadcast. This broadcast is brought to you by Porterblatt Corporation's new coffee drink, Darkness. Is just bitter black coffee with no extra flavor. 
perfect for strong Potterblatt employee and true reality consumer. Darkness. Because who needs light? Okay, I'm back. Let's keep playing. Everything all right? Yeah, 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 yeah. We're just figuring out what to do next, which is what you guys are doing now. So far, you guys have recouped with the group. I believe what we should do next is enjoy the fresh, bitter taste of darkness coffee. I, it's, uh, it's just black coffee. Like, man, they'll sell anything. I honestly, I had to stop drinking it when I started peeing rock. So to recap, Mo was eaten. Uh, you guys found Debilica, Elliot, Jake, and Gearheart. So wait, what ate Mo? You see a giant toothy lizard seems to have eaten Mo, like a huge creature just was, it seemed to have been like waiting just on the underside of the wall for something flying above. It causes you to realize now you haven't actually seen anything fly overhead in the labyrinth at all. Well, luckily, I guess we're making the dire sturges walk. Twilight looks at Bert and goes, I don't think you can fly right now. Oh, here's an idea. Hey, Mayor Bucket! Oh, he can't hear me. Yeah, there's actually no response from Mayor Bucket. I was hoping he'd go fly and do recon and get eaten by a lizard. I was hoping just a sudden portal of smoke and brimstone and poop smell appears and he walks out of it. That smell is sulfur. And he just happens to be wearing a gold bracelet covered in poop. Well, that's brimstone. If I snap my fingers, half the universe will poop. Believe me, if it had been me, you'd be dead. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, we really need to, we, we gotta do something here. Debilica, you know this devil plane better than we do. What What's our course of action here? Well, let's see, sweetie. If we're looking for resources, uh, what do mortals need to survive? Uh, it's gonna be hard to find some, some mortal infants around here, so I don't know what we're going to do for a food source. Uh, let me think. What about water? Can we start there? Suddenly Torrin remembers what he was doing is like, oh yeah, and then just goes back to searching. Ooh, water. What kind of what kind of arcane wizardry do you have in mind for water, Vert? Drinking. I I was not aware it was used for that. A lot of drownings. Seen a lot of drownings. Okay, water. So we need to find water. Like from the toilet? Food and water skills. Activate. And then I just Go ahead. Sense for them. Yep. Uh roll survival with uh, with advantage, Manny. I guess my wanderer skill doesn't just automatically give it to me. You still have to search for it to see exactly how successful you are. Basically, to scale how much and and how often you so find. So survival, and I guess I get plus wisdom because it's a wisdom skill. But I don't get yeah. proficiency bonus because I'm not proficient in it. Right, but at least you get advantage. So you do get to roll twice and take the biggest. Uh, that one was a 16. Okay, that one was a 12, so 16 plus 3 plus 1, so yeah, I, let's just say I succeed. Yeah, absolutely, you succeed, and you you listen closely to the environment around you, and you can hear the sound of bubbling liquid somewhere nearby. It, it seems to be about, mm, say, f maybe 100 feet away from you, and you're still kind of cold, uh... I almost forgot about that. Make a make one more constitution saving throw, uh, Twilight and Torin. Oh, am I not doing wisdom anymore? Oh, are you still in the illusion? I didn't think you'd still be in the illusion. Yeah, go ahead. You can do wisdom. So 15 plus my constitution of 1 
but then also plus two because of protector. So 15 plus three. So I'm pretty sure that succeeds. That'll succeed. You're no longer freezing cold. You've I walked just, it off. I just flex and the frost and ice break off of me. Yeah, I got a five. Um, in hindsight, Twilight's kind of regretting the short shorts, but like you have to suffer for fashion. <laughs> I respect it. If only I was a red dragon, I could just breathe on you. Are you still wearing the devil wears heels? Oh yeah, absolutely. Oh yeah. Okay. So you hear a a you hear bubbling liquid, and as you follow the the sound of this bubbling liquid, you notice that a twenty foot section of wall in front of you lurches and begins to sink into the floor until it's only about six feet high. And now on the other side of that wall, you can hear the sound of someone with a raspy voice saying, Please, no, no, please, I'll, I'll surrender. You can take the soup. Okay, now I can, it's like, we must save the innocent because I'm chaotic good. I mean, what? (laughs) (laughs) I'm chaotic good. Why did he just say that out loud? I mean, because I'm a paladin and that's what we do. So I'm going to go with my first idea. I have my shield on one arm perched in front of me. I take a good le- good long few steps back and I'm going to charge at the wall. But first, I haven't used it because, well, frankly, I just don't trust Mitch. But I'm going to first, as I'm about to strike the wall, blast Ring of the Mule at the wall. <gasps> You're using my item? We're going to say that the blunt force from the Ring of the Mule gives you advantage to attacking a structure. Yes. So I guess uh, just pure blast of kinetic force hits the wall. Absolutely, it does. And now we get to activate the drawback of the Ring of the Mule, which is uh, make a constitution saving throw. Uh, This is why I've waited, what, five seasons? What are we at now? I I didn't know you defined my arcs as seasons, but uh, yes. Oh, 16. Oh, totally fine. You can feel the ring of the mule give a little kick, as it were, and try to blast you backwards as you blast forwards. I just uh, flex you... more. Exactly. You just, you just flex more. Uh, and you blast the wall. As you blast the wall, you also attack it to try to, to bust it down, right? Because I'm smashing into it with my shield in front of me and the full force of me charging at it. Uh, we're going to say that this is a improvised attack roll, so roll your strength. And you're using your shield, so we'll add proficiency. Six plus twelve, so eighteen. Eighteen, sure. Uh, and your strength is what? Well, my strength overall is seventeen, but my modifier is three. Three. Uh, so we'll say that with Ring of the Mule helping you, uh, you did about six damage to the wall. Uh, you, you slam into it, and some cracks form, but you do not yet break it. I punch it. <laughs> you do you do three more damage to it, but you have not, or, uh, I guess six more. Can I just we'll aura, s- aura, aura until I break through it? <laughs> yes, you just punch the wall repeatedly uh, until you shatter <sighs> the six-foot section of the wall. <laughs> You've been watching a lot of Nime lately, and I'm here for it. Uh, as Torin smashes through the wall, it totally falls away, and you see that the group of characters on the other side, we'll call them characters, on the other side of the wall heard the loud thumping of someone destroying a wall right in front of them. The first thing that has to happen is there's a small earthquake within the labyrinth, and a psychic explosion seems to rip out from the ground underneath you. It, there's this wave of purple light that attacks you all. It reaches through your mind, and you feel this intense headache 
all three of you lose a level one spell slot as though you had spent it on a spell. Oh, oh God, my head. You also see that this this explosion also affects the people on the other side of the wall. They cover their, their heads. Some of them get slight nosebleeds. Uh, and what you see on the other side of the wall, uh, writhing in pain from this psychic explosion, is a, uh, a gray-skinned creature that is... Uh, it's uh, gray-skinned. It's got little bat wings on its shoulders and tiny gray horns. It is wheeling backwards away from a mortal mob. An elf, a dwarf, a human, and a blue dragonborn as well as what seemed to be a pack of small bipedal lizards with feathers uh, that they've got on leashes. They are all chasing away this, this gray, gray skin. Words are hard. Do you want to try that, want to try that again, bud? <laughs> They're all chasing away this gray-skinned creature. Torn just kind of taps Vert and is like, any relation? Pointing at the blue dragonborn? Is that, is that your dad? I, I don't think so. Scattered around, uh, you also see a mix of dead bodies, some of them more mortals, and some of them uh, species of devil you've encountered before, such as imps and lemures. A quick headcount comes to at least a dozen dead on either side. A crude tents are set up throughout this clearing, and in the middle of the clearing burns a bonfire bubbling with a pot of red stew. Can we tell upon first look who's on what side? You can see that on your on your left, there is the mortals who have these little bipedal lizards on leashes. To your right is a single uh, gray-skinned, very devil-looking kind of creature uh, who is at this point completely alone, uh, wheeling backwards, and he has a wound bleeding from his shoulder. Um, he is unarmed, and he is just kind of like crab-walking backwards trying to get away from this group of mortals. I want to do a story thing. Am I allowed to? Yes, of course you're allowed to. You can do whatever you want. It's just a matter of what the rules say. Torin sees the little devil thing and is about to just instinctually go like, just hand on sword, shield on one arm, but then just like flashes of memory go in his head and he remembers the slaughter of the village of tieflings and he just freezes, unsure and hesitating. Vert doesn't. He casts Lightning Bolt. Ooh, on whom? Uh, that would be the devil that is flapping wings. I don't know if it affects your decision at all, but the wings are not, uh, they're not big enough to give him lift. But yeah, 100% you can cast Lightning Bolt on him. Okay. He is going to deck save with disadvantage because he is prone. He got a nat 1. Oh. So, uh, feel free to, uh, to do as they say. And uh, mess me up real good, uh, Daddy. Oh, oh, yeah, cause that's that's not gonna go well. Um, let's see what we got here. It's gonna take me a second to roll this all up. Oh, please do, please do. I love nothing more than hearing the click clack of my things dying. Yeah, click clack. Um, so it was only thirty nine points Patient. of damage. Oh yeah, only 39 points of damage. How so, um, what happens is Vert throws his hands together, uh, fires off a massive lightning bolt, hits this thing square in the chest, but the lightning bolt, it kind of covers the, the whole body of this thing. Um, it even arcs between the horns. Uh, 
the wings are very badly damaged. Like one of them is on fire almost. Uh, and it looks kind of like this critter, who or whatever it is, is is now like disoriented and dizzy from the blast. Well, uh, oh, is this some kind of new effect you have? Uh, no, this that's just, it, it was a nat one he missed. Yeah, he's super missed. But your lightning bolt covers his entire body. Everything you say happens, uh, but he's not dazed exactly. He's more like completely dead <laughs> and uh, blown apart, and there are smudges of him on the ground. He did not have... All of what Kevin said happens, but at the same time, the creature's heart stops and he dies. Well, he, he did catch on fire. He looked disoriented, and then he exploded. <laughs> <laughs> he just you hit him with a lightning bolt he looks he goes huh and then he just evaporates <laughs> wisps in the wind uh, so yeah he's he is very dead he did not have 39 hp remaining the the four mortals turn and look at you and they start applauding bert just smiles and and just gives a slight wave and is staring at the uh blue dragonborn torin shakes his head and sort of grabs it thinking like maybe the psychic wave just did something to him tries to regain composure cool yeah you can you do that bring yourself back up also in my head canon this sort of happened by vert kind of like stepping in between torin's legs and just like (laughs) now that no one's impeded by pants any longer it's drafty under there take a good look when you get older that'll happen to you as well vert does not look up vert does not look up But yeah, the guys who've got these little feathered lizards on leashes, they start clapping for you. It's like, oh, that was very well done. Look at that. You're going to go with that, Mitch? You know you're going to have to keep that for however long these people stay with us. Yeah, that's the one I'm committing to. That's what I figured. Oh, that's unfortunate because they're our new best friends. <laughs> well, they're making it to the finale, son. <laughs> they are definitely <laughs> clapping for you. And they say, uh, they say uh, you know, oh, well, that's very well done. And then uh, they march over to that pot of stew, that pot of red stew that's boiling in the middle of a bonfire. And the elf uh, kicks some dirt onto the fire and puts it out. And the blue dragonborn starts, like, blowing on it, and it starts cooling down. And they go, uh, well, uh, the elf looks at he's like, well, I guess you got to kill, then. Uh, who's down for a bowl of soup? What's in the soup? Yeah, what's in there? Should I roll survival to see if I can examine it and know what it is? Yeah, absolutely. You guys can make your way over. They're inviting you over. Uh, You see the blue dragonborn takes all the little feathered creatures and uh, takes their leash and drags them over to a tent and ties them to a pole and start making a little bonfire. And then there's, my goodness, there's what, seven of you? If we don't count all the NPCs that you're wearing. Yeah, all make your way over. uh, And they see Debilica. And they, uh, they all draw their weapons again, and they say, Oh, hold on now. Hold on now. Ain't no devils right here. Oh, oh no. Y'all devils, ain't ya? Oh, they're reinforcements. And they all, they all draw their weapons. The blue dragonborn grabs the, uh, the, all those leashes and gives them a tug and breaks them free of that tent pole. Torn sort of steps in between, bringing up his holy symbol and shouts in draconic at the other dragonborn, Hold your weapons. It is not what you believe it to be. But it comes out as like a sort of roars of like, rah, rah. Uh, You, my dog, are going to have to make a persuasion check because you are being honest. A skill I do not have. But it depends on my charisma, which is not that great. 
I put everything into muscles. Maybe I should have just been barbarian. <laughs> but then you wouldn't have spell slots I could destroy with my psychic explosion. Yeah, but what about that religion stat that you need so badly? If you were a barbarian, how would you get religion? I could have cross-classed into being a monk. <laughs> a barbarian monk. Ooh. <laughs> that actually sounds pretty cool. I am enraged, but I'm also zen. And I rolled a 19. Oh, yeah, absolutely. So plus two, that would be an unnatural 21. The blue dragonborn uh, like hears you saying this, and she looks up at you. Oh, uh, it's and, a she. And grabs the, grabs the four leashes, uh, like picks them up off the ground almost immediately, and starts holding them back. But we are going to roll initiative, my guys. Like, Vert, come on, back me up. You know Draconic. Yeah, if we were gonna actually kill anybody here, um, we'd have done it already. Vert, come on, drag it up. Seducer. <laughs> uh, Twilight got a 15 for initiative, but also Twilight, um, as a free action, Twilight wants to help and doesn't understand that they're speaking Draconic, and Twilight goes, Oh, I'll help! Roar! Roar, growl, roar! Oh, roar, um, roar, roar, roar! Oh, he- what I said. Go ahead, Manny. Tell him what he said in Draconic. <laughs> this poor, poor creature says they come in peace. No. Please tell me what Twilight said in Draconic. What did I actually say? Well, when, when you sift through all the expletives and racial remarks, there was a true pure intention. <laughs> or just kind of like, you know, like, uh, what's the word? His eyes get kind of close, like, uh... It's not a pure intention when you say that about someone's first pet, okay? I said you have to ignore all the other stuff. Yeah, well, that is ignoring everything else. Torrin just picks I up a yellow me. from his pocket and just kind of <laughs> puts a cork in Twilight. It's like, stop it, you're not helping. <laughs> uh, Vert and Torrin, go ahead and give me your initiative rolls. Uh, Vert got a nine. I got because I need to. When's the next time after the next level you get to up skills? Because I really just need to put a at least one point in dexterity. Level eight. No, after level eight. It's every every multiple of four. Yeah, because I just need to put at least one point in dexterity so I stop having a negative initiative. Because <laughs> I got I got an eight but minus one so seven. Okay. Uh, eight, twelve, sixteen, and nineteen. Um, reroll, Manny. You, you matched with someone. Oh. I rolled a nine, so minus one, eight. Okay, you go second. You're in a fight! And the very first thing that happens is those those feathered lizards, they are going to try to break away from the Blue Dragonborn's grasp. They want to break free. But Blue Dragonborn is going to hang on to them in, in, in Draconic. She's saying, heal, heal! Moving on from that, Twilight. Yes, that's what I'm saying. I'm a paladin. I can heal. We're the good guys. Uh, the blue dragonborn face palms. And Twilight's going, uh, like, saying the exact same word, thinking it's helping. Yes, that's right. Rar, rar. I'm, I'm telling them to heal also. I don't know what's happening. <laughs> this is so fantasy racist. <laughs> okay, so it's Twilight's turn? Yep. Okay. Um, Twilight, seeing that this is not helping, wants to try to contain the group. 
and like keep them from doing anything that's too buck wild and also keep them from hurting my best buddy so twilight is going to cast um where to use one of those uh twilight's gonna cast tasha's hideous laugh who, who seems to be the leader is it the blue dragon um you can't really tell they're not wearing any kind of like insignias or anything like that okay uh they're, they're just wearing kind of like shabby dirty looking armor um there, there don't seem to be any patches or emblems on them Ooh, better question then when they saw the devil who was the the hick sounding or the cockney european i i don't even know what country that is uh dude who was the hick like... sounding one and mitch just goes that was me <laughs> I'm, just, I'm just mixing it up man uh the elf said that the elf said that okay perfect yeah, yeah so oh, it's, gonna... it's me there yeah so i'm gonna cast tasha's hideous laughter on the elf yep absolutely uh, elf's gonna roll to resist, I believe. You should let me take on the elf. I have a great history of taking down elves. Uh, that's a two. Wisdom, sa- wisdom saving throw. So they failed. That's it. Yeah. So the elf goes down in a fit of laughter. Yep. <laughs> Cockney laughter. Yeah. So the the target. Um. So at the end of each turn, it, it, it takes damage, and the target must make another sa- wisdom saving throw to get out of being laughter. And I think the laughter also makes them prone. Yeah. Okay. At the end. At the end of their turn, they will do that. Cool, 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 cool. Uh, it says at the end of each turn they take damage, but it doesn't say how much damage. I'm trying to figure that out right now. I got, I, I don't know. It should say. Hold on, give me but, one second. Uh, while you're figuring that out, it's not their turn yet. Uh, going down the order, it is the Blue Dragonborn's turn. The Blue Dragonborn is going to roll to uh, roll animal handling to contain the creatures. Uh, she is going to get a nat one, which is going to give the creatures advantage the next time they try to break away from her grasp. She was trying to be like, uh, okay, everyone, sh- sh- okay, calm down, little babies, little bit. Oh no, uh, the little babies are, are a little bloodthirsty right now. Going down the order, Vert. Vert's just gonna throw up his hands uh, and go on, Vert. Come on, the bard isn't willing to do it. Use seduction. I know you're not a bard, but come on. <laughs> not all bards seduce. Case in point. That's what me. I'm saying. So let's see if the wizard can do it. <laughs> Uh, so Vert, Sorceress seduction. Vert, Vert puts his hands up, um, looks at the opposite party, basically. Um, mm-hmm. We are not here to hurt you. Uh, we we shot the other demon thing. Uh, this one here that's with us is fighting alongside us, not with us. Uh, you just contradicted yourself immediately. No. <laughs> I think persuasion with advantage, because especially because you're the one who just iced a, uh, a devil. All right. She's fighting alongside us, not with us. Against us, eh? Yeah. Uh, yeah Indibilic is like, I'm with them, but I'm not with them with them. <laughs> sort of. She- I want that to be very clear. Yeah. Okay, so that's 18. Ooh, not bad. Uh, let's see, so for the ones that are remaining... Pass, pass. Okay, yeah. Um, the elf is laughing, so he's kind of out of it. So Vert had just uh, created peace. Everybody listened to him. Mm-hmm. The the dwarf and the human, they had their swords drawn, and they kind of look questioningly at each other. And they look back at the blue dragonborn, who's pulling their little creatures to heal, best she can do. And they look at the laughing elf, and they say, All right. 
I think, I think you might have a point there, little friend. And they sheathe their swords. And also they put their weapons away. Yeah. Mmm. Mm. Mm. Gotta whip Delicious. this out. <laughs> they help the elf uh, up to his feet and he's still cackling and like, uh, all right, we could talk. Uh, you think you could turn off whatever you're doing to our friend here? Make make the laughter stop, please. Oh, uh, I don't... Uh, yeah, hold on. And uh, it is a concentration spell, so I can just go... Yep. Yeah, you can just... You were fully about to say, oh, I don't know how to do that. <laughs> <laughs> I was. I was seriously considering that. I'm just flinging around spells. You expect me to know what they do and how? So uh, combat comes to an end, and Debilica actually like stomps into the middle with her, her new nunchucks she just made, drawn and flailing. They are made out of yellows tied together with string. <laughs> Did she fortify the yellows? So so they're less effective than the staplers. But she just jumps in and like, yes! Oh, we stopped. Okay. Um, well... Good morning. Hi. I don't really know what to do here. Over there. Just stand over there. <laughs> okay. Are any of you soldiers? Uh, yeah, we are soldiers. Uh, all of us got a little bit of fighting experience. She is a devil defector. Oh, that's nice. And the, I just want them to be like, all like, oh. <laughs> well, it's, uh, it's, n- it's nice to meet you then. Uh, would, you, would you like a pot of soup? What's in the soup? You never told us. Yeah. Oh. We learned our lesson after that whole druid incident. Oh, yeah. Uh, funny thing about that. Uh, we don't actually know what's in the soup, but uh, it's real good. And devils keep leaving it around. So uh, we're going we're gonna to take it. We're going we're gonna to drink it. And here, it'll make you... I'm pretty sure I passed my survival check before you had us get into a fight. So yes, you what, passed your can survival I identify check. the soup? Uh, that's the thing. You have a good survival check. You've passed a survival check to learn that you cannot identify the soup. Uh, it doesn't... It doesn't speak to you of being something made of food. Does that make sense? Like whatever's boiling away in this pot looks like soup. It ain't. But you're. But like the more you. I look can at identify it, like, that it's probably something we shouldn't be eating, and I make the impulse decision of just knocking over the cauldron to see what falls out. Oh my god! <laughs> There's absolutely no call for that. That's our soup there. And you see the uh, the elf who was laughing. He he pounces onto the ground and starts trying to like like take handfuls of it and try to like pour it into his mouth dirt and all i was hoping that when the cauldron tipped over like skeleton and bones would fall out (laughs) no it's just this bubbling crimson liquid debilica what was that twilight would like to uh do an arcana check to see if it's like some kind of magically infused liquid absolutely make an arcana check and while you're making that check debilica says i uh, uh Torin, sweetie, how long have you known me? Since you and your kind imprisoned us here. Right, exactly. Sorry about that, by the way. But in that entire time we've ever been together, have you ever seen me eat anything that wasn't a human infant? No, but you've also been an illusion until very recently. You did have a mug of blood on your desk. We don't really eat to survive, Torin. Um... We eat just for the fun of it, and sometimes to inflict cruelty onto things that are still alive while we eat them. But, uh, yeah, I can't imagine any of us would make soup. Uh, and you can see that on the ground, these the mortals who you've met are trying to shovel what's on the ground into their mouths. Uh, even the blue dragonborn has run over and started lapping it up with her fork-ed tongue. Also, that was a 15 on my arcana check. 
Um, they are not they are not responding to your conversations anymore as well. And with your Arcana check, Twilight, you definitely see a faint aura coming off of this soup. Did we just knock over a devil meth lab? <laughs> devil meth, devil meth. Breaking evil. <laughs> uh, but they are they are lapping it up viciously until honestly all of the soup is gone. Torn just raises one eyebrow ridge and knows that probably my impulse was justified, seeing as how they are lapping it up with addiction. As they as they start, uh, they stand up covered in dust and dribbling soup off their lips, which they then like viciously like sh- like finger into their own mouth holes. Uh, you see that their eyes are now completely black. Oh, well, that's promising. Oh, well, that was that was refreshing. All right, everybody. Uh, well, anyway, uh, introductions are in order. We call ourselves the Supers. Uh, well, because we like to see a soup a lot. Okay, and, and, and what's your name? Torn is just standing there, shield in front, sword at the ready, and it's just like... Um, so the, uh, the elf stops laughing, extends a, uh, a dirty hand, uh, a saliva-covered hand, says, Well, I'm Milo. Uh, it's nice to meet you. Hi, Milo. Nice to meet you, too. And he, he thumbs over to the humans, like, that's Jamie Lee. He thumbs over to the, the dwarf, he's like, that's LG. And he looks at the, the dragonborn in the back and says, And that's Quirky Duckling. Twilight looks at Quirky Duckling. Really? That's, that, is that... Is that your Christian name? <laughs> uh, she uh, she shrugs and says, "It's it's a nickname. They're kind of they're kind of special like that." Okay, sure. Um, nice to meet you. I'm Twilight. Uh, this big guy over here, uh, that's Torin Gesh. Uh, this is Bert Vatican. Uh, this is my best buddy Debilica. Um, this is Hi. my ch- this is my child Elliot. Uh, Elliot nods. This is Jake. He's a paladin of Hercules, also. And uh, this is my buddy Gerhardt. They're both. They're all real cool. Gerhardt kind of takes a step back and just kind of hides behind Twilight's leg. Gerhardt's a little shy. And that's Derek. Oh, oh, hi. Yes, hello. Oh, don't mind me. I'm just uh, I'm just here. Just a sentient talking helmet. Derek just hangs out with us. He's got, and Twilight, Twilight uh, pulls um, Milo really close and like face to face, like eye level and goes, he's going to save us all one day. <laughs> and a, yeah, that's it's a lot of pressure. It's a lot of, lot of pressure, but uh, thank save you. Save the helmet, save the world. <laughs> <laughs> a downward facing arrow appears on Derek's forehead. <laughs> <laughs> Here, you, listen, you have to listen to me. See, long ago, the four factions of the Devil Plane were once united. There's not four factions. Everything changed when the devils attacked. We're, we're all devils. Debilica looks at Debilica looks at Torn and is like, "Is he doing a goof? This is this is disconcerting." Torn just shrugs. I I I gave up trying to figure it out the moment I met them. So uh, the supers, as they called themselves, they look around and they look at their hands as like. Oh, well, that, that is a bit embarrassing. Well, we've eaten all the soup, so uh, we can't share that with you, but you, you did us a good deed here. Uh, you, you, you helped us finish off our enemies. Uh, uh, thank you. You, you, uh, you helped out quite a bit. You know what? If you want anything that was in, in this camp here, you go ahead and you take it. Uh, we're going to head back to base then. What's up with your eyes? 
Oh, oh, this. Oh, that just happens when you, you drink the soup. See, the soup's real useful stuff. Here, look, let me show you. And uh, he goes over to that, that pot that the soup was in, which has now been totally scraped clean, and he stomps it, leaving a footprint in this iron pot. He's like, you see, it makes you, it makes you a little stronger, a little better. It's quite a power-up, you see. Is there, is there a catch? Is that like a curse? Well, the curse is that you gotta steal it from the devils, right? Like, that's the catch. So when we see them, whenever we catch them making camp out here in the labyrinth, we, uh, we pop them one good, and uh, we take their soup, and we drink it. And it's been uh, working out for us so far. We open Torn one- Torn just shakes his head and is like, I don't need that. I'm all natural. I don't use gear. <laughs> we'll open- Torn, oh, Torn doesn't use steroids. <laughs> We open it uh, one day, our leaders uh, stockpile enough of this soup that uh, we'll be able to go take a raid on uh, on old Portrablat up there in his, his little castle up there. And he points to the floating citadel that is hovering uh, sort of like in front of the sun all the time. If we drink enough soup, we'll be able to raid Shadow Legends. Oh, Christ. <laughs> Genova saved me from these references. This broadcast brought to you by Raid Shadow Legends. Um, Milo's pointing up at the, the citadel up there. He's like, that's, that's the plan. Take out Portoblat. That's where we just came from. Oh no, that's the castle in the middle of the labyrinth. You notice that pointing up at the sun, there is in fact a second castle on the plane now. This floating, uh, just citadel, this floating edifice, eclipsing the sun, casting a shadow on the entire labyrinth. So wait, they believe if they drink enough steroids, they'll be able to get up to a floating castle? Well, we haven't exactly figured out how to get all the way up there yet, but we know that if we drink enough soup, we'll be strong enough to take them out all on our own. Not a problem. Well, Torin, you're all natural. Can't you just throw them up there? No, no. They, they'd have an arc. They need to be perfectly compact. Like you, Vert. Ah, okay, that's why it works. They'd get too much wind resistance. So anyway, that's the plan then. Uh, it, as I said, we don't care about anything here but the soup, so you can go ahead and take whatever's in the camp as, as a token of good favor. Where, where is your home base? Oh, you want to join up, be a super? No, not exactly, but I believe we should know where allies are, but more especially, and then I put one hand on his shoulder and just look him dead in the eyes, with my slitted lizard eyes just staring deep. I should also know where all possible enemies lie. I have an excellent memory for map geography and terrain. <laughs> and I think that is a perfect place to leave it. <laughs> wow. Oh, so Thanks good. for that. Thanks for that, Mitch. Guys, oh, well, I I think Liam would have really, really liked this one. <laughs> of course, man. Anytime. Yeah, man. Anything for Liam. Um, hope the Chris will like the music too. I'm gonna have to. Uh, I I think. Do you think the Chris would be down to listen? Like they listen live. Do you think they'd listen again if we like save this recording and I added music to it? I mean, may maybe. I just. I wish there's something we could have. Is that them? Are we under attack? No, wait, 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 wait. It's the Chrissa. I think they're they're pushing something over here. Uh, hold on, guys. Let me go and talk to them. Rent, rent, get out of the way. Don't bother them. 
I didn't know the rest of them could talk. Of course they can talk. They're just, you know, shy. Yeah. Liam did feel like he was different, though. He was kind of like you, actually. Uh, in what way? He loved, he loved to, to talk. talk. Thanks. That feels real great. <laughs> Not a compliment, buddy. Uh, so, so what's going on? What is that thing? Krissa, push. Is that what I think it is? <laughs> no way. Yes. They made a giant D20 out of broken machinery and pieces of stone from the labyrinth. They even put a paw print and some scratches on it. Those two Chris over there is partners? Uh, I, I guess. Uh, it's Charlie and Freddy, and they wanted to honor him with something he loved. <laughs> it's, it's really great. Yeah. Yeah, it really is great. Liam, I know this flower isn't much, but I hope the gods are taking good care of you, friend. Uh, Mitch, uh, you guys are leaving soon, right? Well, that's kind of the plan. Amelia and I are talking about it, but we don't have anything fleshed out yet. I'm going to stay here with the crystal. It would seem that encroachers are in hiding, but that is of no concern. We have started production again in the forge. Soon there will be new mechs and weaponry all under control of newly awakened true reality soldiers. They are in heavy physical training, and soon we will be crushing encroachers. Do not worry, consumers. The burden of protecting the city is on us. And on me, your Pokovnik. Your days in true reality will be filled with peace, and the city will be restored to glory. In meantime, we will be issuing city curfew for encroachers. Anyone found outside of homes and walking through streets will immediately be shot without remorse. So remember to stay safe by staying indoors. That is all for today's broadcast. So remember to keep living your truth, because Nadzmurushik orders it. Hey everyone, it's J Mark again. I hope you really enjoyed the first episode of Act 2. I know we had a lot of fun recording it, and even though it was a bit of a painstaking process, I really enjoy music composition. Um, so it might be something that I will, well, I mean, it is something that I'll keep doing for the podcast, but it might be something I'll do on the side. Maybe make themes for our characters or something. I don't know. It'd be a real good time. Um, I have a lot of announcements, so please bear with me. Uh, first and foremost, once again, we have our live show coming up. It is coming up on September 13th at... Uh, 1.30 p.m. Eastern Standard Time until 4.30 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. The show officially starts at 2 p.m. Doors open at 1.30 if you wanted to hang out with us in our Twitch channel and just talk and chill. Um, and then after the show, we're going to have a live Q&A and hopefully have every single cast member of Tabletop for the End of the World there. 
and we would just love to see you all. The poster, I'm going to toot my own horn here, but I'm really proud of it. Uh, made it myself, and it's all anime superhero shonen themed, so it should be a good time. Uh, secondly, our cosplay contest is now live. That is right, we are hosting a cosplay contest with a cash prize. You can cosplay as any character in the meta narrative or in the D&D narrative. Take your pick, we would love to see it. Simply enter on Instagram and use the hashtag TFUCosplay2020. And um, we're actually not judging it ourselves. We have three cosplayers who are friends of the show judging it and they're extremely talented. And you can see all the rules on our Instagram. And one final note, our official TFU Inktober 2020 list is up. Just like last year, for anybody who enters, they will have the opportunity to be chosen and voice act a scene in our podcast. Uh, there are three winners possible. The cast will choose one of their favorites. We'll also be uploading the images that people uh, tag us in on our Facebook page and have people just vote for them so you can tell your friends to vote for yours and of course hard work pays off as well the more you enter the more your name will be entered for a raffle to also voice act the scene uh as you all know already liam our favorite favorite rat boy rest in peace is actually voiced uh by loki from norway and he, we were just so impressed with all of his entries that we actually just gave him a full character instead of just a scene so you never know what will happen um anyway i'm gonna try really hard to get us back on track instead of adding another week onto this so know that right now the next episode should be out by uh september 11th so please keep an eye out thank you so much for your patience and understanding and uh remember the overseers are always watching